things that you get crazy every single day. And some of the ways to kill that. Some of you've been crazy. Some of you may not so much crazy. We do believe that we have access to so much information in our pocket with our smartphones. It's everything available to us. And with that, we can get out and we can type something on our mind about an opinion or, or, or something. And we can post it for people around the world to see the we at that very moment forever. And because of that, too, we have to be very careful of what we read online because there's so much fake news around that we have to analyze everything and pay attention to everything we consume, whether it's true or not. It's a crazy world we live in. It's a crazy world. If I want to have a lazy night in, I can get on my phone and order pizza to be delivered. Or any other food. Like, that's just awesome. It's crazy, though. Yeah, not so crazy as uh, there are times that animals are treated better than people. I'm sure if we were to talk to some older adult who's been around a few more years than I've been around, when you're growing up, your parents probably said about the same thing. It's a crazy world. It's a different crazy. Throughout this summer, we've been in this empowered series, and we've looked at different Old Testament individuals that God has empowered to do incredible things. And this week, we're looking at Daniel. We're concluding this series by looking at Daniel, and I think we have a lot more He lives in a crazy world, too. And granted, he couldn't pull out his smartphone and order pizza to be delivered. But both of us live in a huge, pretty godless culture today. And God empowered Daniel to live well. To live well in a godless culture, I think we can learn a thing or two from him. And Daniel, like us, was not really in danger for his life if I could for a moment get on a soapbox, maybe, and just indulge me. It's a crazy world we live in where and I can say that the Muslim God is not real. And that's considered a hate crime. Where if they say my God's not real and make fun of me and my religion, that's their freedom of speech. We say Hollywood, see how they depict Christians for the most part as not in the best of light. And if they did that to one, someone else in any other religion, they would be criticized for it. It doesn't happen, but for us, it's, it's okay. But we are not persecuted. I've heard Christians before say, well, I'm persecuted in my faith in this way or that way, but we are not persecuted. I can get up here from the pulpit and say that I believe in Christ. I can declare the good news of Jesus Christ and preach his word. We can display on our website where we're meeting, when we're meeting. We can invite people in, and I'm not afraid someone's going to come in and kill me. I'm not afraid that someone's going to come in and cast me and torture me because of my relationship with Christ. We are not persecuted. R.J. Wall is the director of Central India Christian Missions, and he had to sign a waiver before he, before he had spoken before, saying that these guards that are around the room, if you say anything that they don't like for kind of any reason, they're just going to kill you. That's persecution. A couple months ago, he takes it on the CIC and Facebook page that one of their colleagues was killed. He was tortured and killed because of his relationship with Jesus Christ. Places like India, Middle East, other countries that are primarily Muslim or, or closed off countries like China, China, 
Christian tale of persecuted Christians. But we're not. And more than that, just being an American, we're not persecuted for our faith. There's a friend of mine who's a missionary in China, and um, she was on the phone with her mom, and her mom asked how the Bible study was going. Before she hung up the phone in that call, the police were at her door to escort her to the airport. In a country where there's perfectly okay to actually torture, kill Christians, she was not killed because she was American. She was just at home. She was old in the country. Now, this doesn't mean that life's not tough because we're Christians. It is. I get that. Maybe you've been passed over for a promotion at work. Maybe people have said some very mean things to you. They think very negatively of you because of your relationship. That's great. It's just weird. Just a step closer to being like him. But he told us that this was going to happen. John 15, beginning in 18. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I've chosen you out of this world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you that a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also Godless culture, this godless society, it's tough to be a Christian. And we are blessed in living in America to not be persecuted for our faith, but it doesn't make it easy. It doesn't make it easy in this godless culture to be a Christian. And we have to stand firm. We have to live well. And that's what we see in the life of Daniel. Daniel chapter 1, we pick up the story where we see Daniel living in Jerusalem. King Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian Empire, comes in. He takes Jerusalem. He takes the gold out of the temple. He takes it back to the temple of his God. But he also takes three young men, probably between the ages of 8 and 12 years old. He takes them and he teaches them the Babylonian way. The language, the culture, traditions. He gives them the best food, the best accommodations. They stay in the, like, the best Hilton. I mean, it's, it's the very good best. And that's where we find Daniel. We find the first problem that Daniel has to, to struggle with. Because this best food was this choice food. It was, it was meat that was offered to idols. And in the Old Testament, God was very clear that you are not to eat meat offered to idols. And Daniel has a choice. What do I do? As we look at the life of Daniel as a whole, if I had to pick out one verse that defines his life, that defines the choices he made, it wouldn't actually be in the Chapter 5, verse 29, but, the, but Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. And even though this hadn't been, been said yet, this hadn't been written yet in Daniel's time, this is the verse that I think very clearly defines Daniel. Because he made a choice to obey God rather than men. He said, God has told me not to eat this, and therefore I'm not going to eat this. He took a stand not to break God's law. Daniel 1, 8 says, But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. He resolved that he would not do it. He told those in charge, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be around it. I'm not going to eat this. It's not that he just kind of put it inside his plate. He just said he resolved, he was firm, that he was going to follow God and God's law instead of whatever else was going to 
not the same New Testament law. This is a law that God is calling us to holiness. Now, what does this look like to her? For, for Daniel in the Old Testament, God says, don't be drunk to idols. And Paul in the New Testament is very clear that we know idols aren't real. This meat offered to idols is okay to eat. It's not about what you do as much as the intent. It's not a list.
that children had a really high on the rally in the United World. That was just amazing. They showed that over the last few years, the morality in the world has gone down. And it's going to take long to see that around the world today. But what they clarified is that for churches' morality in the world, they are about 10% different. The church is about 10% higher than that in the world. And how the world has gone down so is the church. It's just maintained that 10% difference. And we seem to be following the world's morality. At least to a difference, which gives us this false idea, this false impression of holiness. See, I'm better than this person. I'm better than that person. I'm better than the world out there. We're not supposed to be holy ourselves in the world. We're supposed to be like a sheep. We're supposed to be Right under the king. I mean, this is the position that all these other leaders want. 
some of my friends don't, you know, close to my age, they don't go to church. And one of their biggest reasons for it, they don't feel like the church is making a difference. That we're sitting around too much not doing anything. They don't want to be a part of that. One of people my age are going, they know that it takes time. It takes time to be in a position where you can impact other people. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not quick. It takes time to build, to build influence, to build a relationship with God. It takes time. One of the uh, most influential people in my life, greatest mentors I've ever had, is a guy named Dottie.